quality. I got a replacement coming. Hopefully it'll sound good. Word up, word up. <clears throat> so thanks for thanks for coming on Sats Radio. We uh, I think your episode number number three as well with LC Hoddle there. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, got a fun topic for today. Yeah, I'm excited. Let's let's uh, let's dig right into it. You gave me a little preview there before, so. Right. So I've been going down the free energy rabbit hole again, and you know, full disclosure, I, I do think that uh, these videos are probably hoaxed. Um, it seems more likely than the alternative. However, um, it's it's a fun topic. It's it's interesting to think about. And, um, the, the authors, the video authors do a really great job of addressing pretty much any possible hoax. Like there have been hoaxed versions of this type of thing, uh, published for many years. And the usual, the usual methods for faking it is, you know, there's some hidden batteries somewhere or there's some hidden wires somewhere. And through one of those two methods, they're pumping external power into the system. Um, and when I first saw, when I saw the first video of uh, these latest authors, by the way, the channel is called Hidden Technology. Um, and I think that's like a Spanish language channel. And it seems like they've got an edition called uh, the Crazy Channel, which is just republished in English. Um, but when I first, when I saw their first video, it was like, okay, here they are ripping apart an alternator and uh, replacing the ferrous magnets with neodymium, and they claim to get you know a more powerful output, which makes sense. It's a stronger magnet. Um, but then they they drag the unit out into a field and set it down on some cindercrete blocks, and then the camera. There is an edit, and my first thought is, oh, they've just got like you know, an extension cord running through the grass up through the cinder creed. It's, it's just, you know, hidden. And it's funny, their channels called hidden technology. It's like, yeah, they probably just hid some wires. Um, but then they started making newer videos. They've started addressing some of those criticisms. So they did a version, a, a bench test version on a, a white background set on a clear acrylic, kind of what, what looks like kind of a fish tank style base. And, um, I'm like, oh, okay, well this would be, harder to fake with with the wires although i had some suspicions it was like you know i've had a fish tank where you put a a painted or a printed picture of like you know the the ocean on the back of the fish tank i was like what if they've just got a white piece of paper on the back of the fish tank and then they've hidden some wires behind that and it just blends in really well with the white backdrop um, but they address that. They, the guy walks behind it. You can see right through the acrylic fish tank, and it's it's clear that that's not the case. So there are there are no hidden wires. They pick it up while it's running. Um, so then the next solution is well, they've they've probably got some batteries hidden somewhere, and in fact they've built this thing on a thick wooden board base. And I'm like, you know, you could you could fit a stack of ba laptop batteries in there. Um, and so that was, you know, my next conclusion. Oh, they've, they've hidden some batteries in this base. So, so they address that. They uh, move to a clear acrylic base where it is 100% obvious that there are no batteries hidden in the base. And so, you know, the next comments are saying, well, they've hidden some batteries, you know, inside the, the motor control box. So they open up the motor control box. They open up 
Um, the uh, actually they only they open up the the power strip when they're doing the initial construction, but then they only open up the connecting part of it and not the full thing later on, which was a little suspicious. But uh, they use the the voltage meter and they show that both the power strip and the uh, the the electrical motor have no power until they are um, pull started at which point they begin producing power. So if there's any batteries hidden in there anywhere, uh, they somehow are putting out no power until the alternator begins spinning and then they start putting out power. So um, I, I think there, there is still a possibility that maybe um, the alternator itself is hiding some batteries uh, inside the, the, the version that they show in the construction isn't the version being displayed on on the tests but if that's the case they've got something really creative going on where there's maybe a solenoid or an actuator of some sort so that it's um disconnected when they do the voltage testing there is no power shown and then when they do the pull start it somehow connects to the batteries but they still they seem to do a decent job of addressing that by doing like a two-hour continuous uncut um, one, one long video take where they're powering a television, a microwave, a, a cordless, or not a cordless, a, a drill, um, an angle grinder, and they use enough power that it seems really unlikely that the amount of batteries could necessary for that much and that continuous of a power draw could be hidden anywhere in the system. It just seems very unlikely, which to me is just a really big question. Like, how are they faking this? Cause I think they're probably faking it. But the issue that I have is when I show this to anybody, the immediate response is, Oh, it can't be done. This violates the laws of thermodynamics. You can't get power from, from nothing. And I, I think that I have a pretty good rebuttal to all of those, those um, debunk assertions, which is that, you know, just a hundred years ago, all the experts knew that you couldn't do heavier than air flight. You know, it was hot air balloons were the way. There was no other way. Everybody knew this, and you were an idiot if you thought that these bicycle mechanics were going to get this biplane off the ground. And and it really did. It took somebody from an outside field, somebody without the preconceived assumptions that what they were taught in school was the way it worked and that you couldn't possibly do this. It took somebody with an open mind willing to develop the technology because the experts came with assumptions that they knew how this stuff worked and they knew it wasn't possible. And that's the kind of responses I'm hearing when I show these videos to people is this isn't possible. I know because of what I was taught in school. And I do think it doesn't violate the principle of thermodynamics because nobody's claiming that this device would work deep out into into space it's it's much like um it's much like a photovoltaic solar panel it works because there's an input source and with a solar panel the input source is the sun that works just fine for us here on earth it wouldn't work out in deep space and this is the same thing with a device like this that claims to be essentially siphoning power off of the earth's electromagnetic field nobody's saying it's generating power from nowhere Nobody's saying it's like a zero point energy, although the 
the possibility of another level of like zero point energy it seems that the math holds that there is actually an enormous amount of power available to be harvested from zero point energy which is something that could work a way out in deep space but that's like a whole other level of technology above and beyond this this is claiming to essentially harvest a small part of the electromagnetic field that surrounds the earth and that does not violate the laws of thermodynamics so I do think that a technology like this is possible. I think it's really um, fascinating to explore. It's something I was looking into, you know, maybe a decade ago or something and just kind of fell off. But these newest videos have rekindled my interest. And I think that, you know, with Bitcoin, uh, the incentives are there for people to develop something like this if it if it works, if it can be found to work. And, and I again, with the disclaimer, I think these videos are probably hoaxed. But I can't figure out how. It seems to me like they have addressed any possible hoax and they've shown why that can't be the case. With that said, they also say some stuff that just doesn't seem right. Like at one point, when they are taking everything apart to do the voltage testing and show that there's no hidden batteries, they say they can't take apart the power strip because of some security screws. But if you go back during construction video, they do take apart the power strip. So that's a little sketchy, but again, they put the voltage tester on that, on the power strip connections, and there's no batteries inside it. Unlike the alternator, there is no possibility, um, at least I, I don't understand how there could be a possibility that some type of solenoid or actuator could be um, causing the battery supply to be disconnected when they do the voltage testing and then kick in and begin feeding battery power once the system is moving that is a possibility with the alternator doesn't seem to be a possibility um inside of the power strip but even if the power strip was absolutely packed full of batteries there it's, it's physically not big enough to hold enough power using any battery technology we know of now to power the devices that they're showing in this two-hour uncut um demonstration so Anyway, that's pretty much that's pretty much the overview here. So, um, what are your thoughts? I, I I tend to lean towards the videos are hoaxed, but the concept is possible. Um, I've I used to think about this when I was a little kid. Actually, when I first discovered magnets, I used to have some of those donut magnets, and I'd put them on a pencil, and I would just stare at it floating in the air for hours, and I used to like. It's just, it's just a fuck with my head. Like, how is this possible? It's levitating. It's fucking levitating. Like, this is science fiction. Like, I'm watching science fiction on this pencil right now. And I used to think about, like, why aren't, why aren't shocks in cars made of magnets opposing each other? I used to think about those things when I was, like, eight years old. Because I used to, you know, be like, that, that makes sense to me. This would be an obvious form of suspension. Because they're using the energy that's in the magnet. And lo and behold, now there's advanced magnetic suspension that they have, right? So I, I think that there's these, these obvious energies that exist in nature that we can't fully explain, right? Like, nobody can fucking explain gravity. Like, not one single person can explain it. Like, they can show you gravity. Everyone can show you gravity. I mean, jump off a tall building, and you'll figure it out very, very quickly. It'll take you a few seconds, and then... You'll hit the ground and you'll know. Um, <laughs> I just think that like no one can explain it really. How does it work? Where is that energy force coming from? 
if you bring something up high in the air and you drop it, well, now it contains potential kinetic energy. It's, it's, it's generating energy somehow if you can harness it. And they have uh, giant cranes, essentially, that they use as batteries in like certain places that have like giant solar fields and stuff. So and to me, it's like they are harnessing an energy that's there. It's not something from nothing. Um, it, to me, it's something to do with gravity and, and magnetics. If that engine is possible, if something like that works, uh, why are we just seeing it now? It seems like an obvious thing that anyone would have come to that conclusion. It's fairly basic, straightforward. If it works, it works. Maybe that's the secret, and that's why no one ever tried it, because it seems like a stupid thing to do. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I actually asked a friend of mine who is a, um, an electrical engineer by trade, and they said that, you know, it's certainly hard to debunk i can't call it out as it being impossible basically but they don't teach you that in school like you'd have to basically just try it out to find out yourself well there is a an interesting answer for why are we just hearing of this now and that is that it it really took the advancement of neodymium magnet technology to achieve a level of power output that exceeds the power input so the same technology done with ferrous magnets would not work. There's not enough um, magnetic density. Uh, the power is just not strong enough. And so that's why the, the device begins by cannibalizing uh, an alternator and removing the ferrous magnets and substituting them with neodymium magnets, which they claim in the video produces uh, 10 times stronger electrical output and i mean that seems like it would be straightforward enough to verify just measure the electrical output build one of these measure the electro you know cannibalize the alternator replace the neodymium magnets and then measure the electrical output again and just intuitively it seems about right a neodymium magnet if you've ever played with one of those and there are different grades i've been looking into them they they are rated by some kind of number system and it's like goes up to like 52 they go from like 35 to 52 or something like that i don't exactly know what that means but there are different some limited to like you have to have a special license or something to get really really extremely high grade magnets i, I could be wrong on that but I, i'm not sure i just went on alibaba and it seems like you can buy up to a 52 and when i googled like you know the strength chart for the magnet 52 was the strongest one that that i saw that's rated now i don't know if there are um higher grades than that but the 52s are something that you can just buy they, they're not very expensive and once again if you've just played with neodymium magnets they are it just intuitively an order of magnitude or roughly 10 times stronger than an traditional ferrous magnet so the idea that a magnet that is 10 times stronger is going to produce an electrical output that's 10 times stronger seems intuitive on its surface it doesn't seem uh like it's infeasible it seems like that's how it should work now the real question just becomes you know can you produce more power out than you're putting in and of course in a closed loop system that exists in a deep space vacuum or whatever, that would appear to violate the laws of thermodynamics, but that's not what's going on here. This is, this is not happening 
um, outside of the Earth's magnetic field. This is a, an effect that's happening inside of the Earth's magnetic field. And so it is entirely possible that it is siphoning energy out of the Earth's elect electromagnetic field and providing it for use. So I don't see it. I don't see that, that, that the obvious rebuttal that people have that it's, it's physically impossible. I just do magnets don't work in deep space. Like if you have a, just a, just one of those magnets in deep space or two of them, do they repel each other and attract each other? I mean, I, I don't know, but I would assume that they do, but I think that it's something to do with, um, the motion, the way that the magnets are moving past the wires that is producing the electrical result. And I assume that they would do a similar effect. The question is, is it exactly the same effect? Like maybe, um, maybe in deep space, it has a 99% efficiency and thus slowly loses power and, and is not an infinite source of power. But maybe inside of the Earth's electromagnetic field, it's 101%. And so there could be a very small difference um, that would be, you know, difficult to to just sort of see or measure without being very precise in the measurements. And that small difference could be the difference between achieving over unity, which is the term for these engines that supposedly put out more power than they take in, and one that you know consumes power and, and slowly runs out of energy. So I'm not entirely sure to answer that question, but I do think magnets do work in deep space. Um, the question so they, is... The energy is not from the Earth, then. The energy would be from the magnet. Like if you, um, given the right balancing point, you can balance a magnet indefinitely above another magnet, right? Like um, if you have the right balancing point in, in deep space, you could have that. And the magnets would always have a repelling force into infinity that force will still exist pushing against itself until i don't know if there's lifespan on magnetic energy whatever that lifespan is it's probably billions or trillions of years if it's a lifespan so that's energy it's there it's measurable just like uranium is you know it's there's it has an energy output on, a, on the radioactive scale um i think that there's inherent energy in these objects I mean, magnets are clear that there's energy. If you take one and move it closer to the other one, it's going to push the other one away. It's going to create kinetic energy right there. So, yeah, and in the descriptions, they say, they, they estimate. Now, again, these are some desktop mechanics or whatever. They're, they're not physicists. or, But they, they claim that the magnets would wear down after thousands of years. Um, and so it is possible that that's what's happening. You're just pulling energy out of the stored energy potential in the magnet but and and it's again possible that that's where 99 percent of the effect is coming from but that that still wouldn't be enough to achieve over unity um and so it's possible that there is also some small um sympathetic resonance effect where it's taking most of the energy from the magnet but pulling just enough out of the earth's electromagnetic field to make sure that it doesn't um lose energy slow down and, and eventually turn the motor off what well, does uh, you have to replace the bearings and the belt so eventually if the bearing wears out your energy is going to stop because the resistance is going to become too strong and you're going to break that over unity 
I, I'm, I, I get what you're saying, but to me, just from my personal perspective, there's less to do with the Earth's core. And, and it's really just about, this is a way of extracting energy from a magnet. Like, if you looked at oil, you don't realize that it's like drag race fuel. You can put that, you can refine it down and put it in a drag car and like do seven seconds. But you have to have the like mechanism to do all that. You have to extract that energy and use it. It's there. It's not something from nothing. Uh, but it's significantly more energy than if you just like lit it on fire. Like just took oil and lit it on fire. Like there's a way to extract the energy. So what if the energy is just in the magnets? It's always there. And the device like this is something that we've just now discovered that is able to actually extract and use that energy. And the lifespan of that energy is like you said, tens of thousands of, of revolutions or whatever it is. Uh, that's very possible as well. I'm just I'm open to the idea that it's also taking a little bit of power from the Earth's electromagnetic field. That may not be the case, and it may not be necessary. Um, but yeah, and then you and then you bring up a really good point. It, then the other question is like, how much energy is how much potential energy is stored in one of these neodymium magnets? Because the you know, the physicists ought to be able to do the math on that and then say, no, there, there isn't enough energy to explain this phenomenon, in which case it would come back to, well, is it getting any from the Earth's electromagnetic field, which is an enormous amount of energy available there. Um, but you but, have to pass it by these coils to, to be able to source that energy. So what if it's not about it not being measurable from a magnet, magnetic perspective, it's just that you have to attach it to a device that's going to do it. Like, like, here's my theory. A good way to test this is build an alternator exactly like that and then attach it to a bicycle with some gears so you can get that thing running at the same rate that the uh, single-phase motor would get it to run at and then test the voltage. Are you getting, you know, however many megawatts out of it? How many meg or how, what did he say, nine kilowatts extra beyond what it took to run the motor? So can you measure that? Can you get that much kilowatts out of it? And can you plug a single-phase motor into it while you're biking to run another one right because like to me that would prove it is possible because you're the source now you're that thing that's 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 spinning it at that rpm and you can measure that if there's enough to subtract a single phase motor then the concept is proven it's just it's just that rpm makes more energy it's basically about efficiency the motor's very inefficient. The single-phase motor is very inefficient. Only able to do solutions per amount of energy it's using. But the magnets are extremely efficient because they have all this potential energy stored in them. When you pass them by a magnetic coil, they're able to produce more than enough than it takes to run this single-phase motor at that revolution. They're not equal outputs and inputs. Like they're, uh, To me, that's where that difference comes, comes through. because. Remember, it's not like the motor just started from a vacuum. It's like someone had to pull start it. They had to start the initial burst. The initial amount of energy to run that single phase motor had to come through. Once you have that coming through, it continues to generate more, which continues to run it through. And then, yeah, like everything does wear out, the magnets probably is the source and eventually they just wear out. Right, and so uh, I watched an interesting debunking video and that was one of the things that they addressed was, 
Why are they using a single phase motor when a three phase motor is more efficient and the alternator is producing three phase power? So, you know, it just makes sense that you would use a three phase motor. But the debunking, again, lacked a little bit of critical thinking because one of the points the guy made is um, they argue that they didn't have a three phase motor. And he's like, well, why, why would you buy a single phase motor when you could just buy the three phase motor? And they're like basically the same cost, but they never said they went out and bought this motor. It looks to me like it's seen some use. It looks to me like they were just experimenting with something that they had on hand. So he's kind of discrediting the idea that they might just be experimenting with something they had on hand and assuming that they bought this one, which is not the right one to, for maximum efficiency. On the other hand, maybe maximum efficiency isn't necessary if you're already getting this much excess power. So again, I'm open to the idea. I do suspect the odds are strongly in favor of these guys being hoaxers rather than, um, rather than it being legit, but I, I can't prove that. I would take, you know, experimentation. What? It's usually all about incentives. Like what would their incentive be? To fake it. Well, clicks and likes and, and the fact that you pays ad revenue. So I mean they are they are getting paid for this. But also when you look at that, they, they get a lot of requests where people are like, Hey, how much to sell me one? You know, how much can I buy the plans? Can I whatever? And they're like, No, we can't we can't sell it because it's patented. And because it's patented, you know, we can't make money off of it. So the ad YouTube ad revenue is a good workaround in that sense. They can make money off the YouTube ad revenue explaining how this patent works without violating the patent. Now, that said, they won't release the patent number, which is extremely suspicious. And in fact, when asked about the design of their specific um, you know, their specific design that they've put together, they say, "Oh, we can't tell you which magnets we're using and stuff because that would violate the patent." Now, my Spidey senses started tingling. My bullshit detector went off. It's like, well, wait a minute. Patents are fucking public knowledge. If this patent, if this is patented, tell me the patent number and I will go look at the specs myself. And you're not violating anything by revealing the number of a public patent. So when they say they can't say which magnets it are, that immediately makes me very suspicious. That's in fact, the biggest red flag of the whole thing for me is that if this, if this is patented, Show me the patent. Tell me. Just or tell they me. They want to, or they want to ride, like you said. They could all be totally legit, and they want to ride the. Um, what's the word? They want to be the one with the video making the views. They want to ride the viral train because why wouldn't you? You know, like maybe that's the objective, and that's really the true goal. And they're just like trying to stop people from putting the dots together and being like, "Oh, this is the patent." Okay, now I understand, and going and building it themselves. Um, maybe they, 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 they want you to kind of have to guess and figure it out because if you do figure it out, there's, there's probably missing information that they're not giving you the full story on just so that they can have, uh, the monopoly on the video, I guess. Cause if everyone was making them, everyone would be making videos about them. Yeah, that's a good point. And in fact, to that point, they actually said when our views reach a million, we'll release it. So again, that kind of violates what they said earlier, which is that they can't release it because it would violate the patent. Well, that contradicts that when they say, well, we'll release it when we get to a million. So what they're straight up saying is, you know, when we make enough money off this, 
then we will release the... it comes out of central america or south america right which is like highly controlled by the cartel it's interesting that like this is the way it comes from you know it's almost like uh i don't know it's a weird thing like if anyone was going to control free energy you'd, you'd actually almost expect it to come from like that sort of place in the world <laughs> i'm not sure it could also be european they, they do it uh, I'm I'm not sure if those are the type of plugs used in South America. I think it might be, but they're definitely the type of plugs used in Europe, and they seem to be, I think it's Spanish, maybe it's Portuguese. My, my language skills aren't good enough to say for sure, but it does look to me like it could be Spanish, and thus it could be literally in Spain rather than South America. Okay, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's freaking interesting, man. I... I development of what um in person that would be something to see if i could see with my own eyes i think i would be like this is the future <laughs> and i honestly think that's what it's going to take um because the assumptions are so strong you're up against a, a level of cognitive dissonance and anybody who has studied electromagnetics like if you're gone to school to be an electrician or whatever this is just going to violate what you think is common sense you're going to say no it's not possible and and you're just going to basically refuse to consider it which is kind of the reaction that i'm seeing from people but at the same time i like to bring up i like to bring up the uh the wright brothers point again because um all the experts said heavier than air flight was physically impossible and yet it took a couple of outsiders bicycle mechanics in order to uh in, in order to achieve it because they thought it was possible and they weren't so full of themselves and they that that they assumed that they knew um you know the laws of nature they weren't so sure that what they were taught in school was the way things had to work and therefore it wasn't possible and i think that that type of thinking is what's going to be required here it's going to take somebody who's just basically willing to do the experimentation whether or not what they were taught in school um, made them think that it's not possible it's funny you say bicycle, bicycle mechanics i can already see an improvement on the system if they just used a bicycle chain um instead of a, a belt it would probably have a longer lifespan actually no that was another thing that was addressed in the debunking video the best point made by the debunking uh, the debunker in the video that i watched was why are you using any type of pulley connectivity at all why are you putting the two devices side by side and connecting them with a pulley when you could flip them around face to face and use an adapter and just physically mount the one motor uh um what's the word i'm looking for here like the the rotator that's uh, there's another word i'm, I'm gapping on but basically you can, a drive shaft between the two uh, of them that's right connect them with a drive shaft instead and then there's no losses through any um pulley or or drive chain so that well, the magnets are strong enough it wouldn't matter but if you were actually to design one that would that would probably be way better just like a coupling exactly exactly but but again if we're getting something along the order of like a 10 to 1 output you've got so much extra power that the difference between losing a little bit in the the friction of the pulleys uh, or rather the of the belt is insignificant and doesn't matter but it still doesn't explain like 
why wouldn't you just mount them face to face? Why wouldn't you just connect the drive shafts with an adapter? That seems to be the way that you would want to do this. To me, it's starting to seem like maybe this technology is all been widely known it's fairly basic you don't need to be a genius to come up with it but it's just been completely suppressed because it would threaten most industries every small engine is now gone like you could put one of these in the back of a tesla and never never charge it again like <laughs> yeah and and again for bitcoin mining it's like bitcoin mining has is given us the direct incentives like it wasn't that long ago. I mean, I guess it's been basically a decade since I was Bitcoin mining. And at that time, where I am now had some of the cheapest electricity in the world. And I remember like seeing other people online commenting that, holy crap, you know, your power is so cheap. We get, we're paying four times as much or paying eight times as much. You know, we're paying so much more for our electricity than, than you are there. But since then, Power's gone up significantly here. I anticipate that's just the beginning with the way inflation's going. I think the cost of power is going to continue to increase. And and lately I've been looking at, you know, the the mining calculator and it, it looks to me like at my current power rate here, I would have to put $4 into electricity to pull $3 in Bitcoin out of an S9. And um, and that's like that's not counting the capital expenditure of you know, buying the miners and upgrading the electric. You really want to just be able to get free energy so you can actually get liquidity now. You want to be able to be, be your own bank, right? And be able to invest with in, in that liquidity into whatever operation and grow from there. To me, like the real, the real use is for Bitcoin, um, the real way to stay sovereign. I've been talking about this in all my last episodes with other, other plebs is like, like, why are we using these fiat rails? Why is there even a fucking interface system? Like, we all know the price of a Bitcoin is infinity divided by 21 million. So, like, let's start working at it from that perspective. We can build out. It, we have this amazing potential to print our own money. Like, how many how many organizations and groups have the ability to print their own money? Uh, like, 180 of them or whatever, not even. Basically, like, actually a few countries have that right and that ability. So... This is interesting because we're not. This is this is a limited time offer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And you know, back to the S nine. It's like the S nine is one of the um, most profitable miners if your electricity is cheap. And again, I came from the assumption electricity here has traditionally been cheaper than most places. But when I look at the current rates, you know, we're paying like something like 11 and a half cents us per kilowatt hour now and and that's you know over double what it was a decade ago and it, it's pushed it to the point where an s9 is not only not profitable but it's like it's so much more expensive that i'd be if i want kyc free sats I, i'm better off to go pay the 10 percent markup at the atm and then I, I i don't have the risk of you know, the miner failing or, or network downtime or, or whatever. It's like, it's, it's upfront, um, cost. Shuffle up with a belt of cloud ball on and like ski goggles and like change your gate and like, make sure you take 700 turns when you leave. <laughs> Taking all the, all the risks for, for making sure that you're not KYC. Like <laughs> how many traffic cams are there on the way to the, 
p.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a decent point. But uh, we, I mean, there's other arguments to be made as well, which is like network sniffing can pick out your Bitcoin mining and it's not all that anonymous anyway. And so, I mean, there's arguments on both sides of that, but at least um, at least with buying them, you know, kind of like upfront, it's like you do them, you do the purchase upfront, you pay your markup, um, for the ATM upfront, and then you've got your coins and you're sort of immune to technical difficulties. Whereas with the mining, uh, you, you do have to risk, you know, hashboards frying, power supplies dying, um, network downtime, you know, all that stuff can go as you have to risk, you know, maybe a, a malware, you know, inserting itself into your, into your firmware and, and redirecting your, your output if you're not monitoring it. And so like there's, there's other considerations on that end as well. But yeah, I mean, I'd love to get a stack of S nines, um, but they're not profitable where I am, which again, traditionally had some pretty cheap power. So I, I'm, this is bringing in the incentives for me to start exploring, um, you know, this type of technology and, um, I think that it's, you know, same as you said, I feel like a device like this is possible. Uh, and I get, keep bringing this up, but I feel like this is a direct comparison to the Wright brothers where it's like, I'm the kind of guy on the sidelines going, I believe heavier than air flight is possible. All the experts are telling me it's not over. There is a guy, a bicycle mechanic who's putting together this contraption that looks insane. Maybe he's going to get it to work. Maybe he's not, but I feel like it's possible regardless of the quote unquote common sense, which tells you that it's not. And so I, I think we're looking at another breakthrough technology similar to that, which is, you know, possible to change the world. Um, but uh, you know, whether or not that's going to be easy is a different question. Um, whether or not it violates what the quote unquote experts are sure has is possible is, is a different question. Um, but I think it's possible. And um, this is, it's a fun topic. How to plentiful? How plentiful are the magnets? Sorry? How plentiful are these magnets? Well, I mean, that's an interesting question, too, because one of um, Bitcoin Prenike was saying, like, hey, if this is possible, you know, why aren't the Chinese building this at mass scale? They don't respect intellectual property. They don't respect patents. If it works, they'd be building them. And, and that was kind of my response was, well, I mean, first of all, the neodymium magnets, um, I don't know how plentiful they are, but assuming that this was being done at some kind of massive scale, that might drive the cost of the magnets themselves up high enough that it is actually no longer cheaper than say a hydroelectric dam, which shares similar the next Bitcoin. <laughs> hydroelectric dam shares a similar property in that you have a capital expenditure up front to build the hardware. You have OPEX in order to keep it running, um, but you don't have a fuel source that is costing you money. And so then it just comes down to doing math. Like, are we better off building hydro dams than we are, or windmills than we are um, one of these devices? Because just because you're not paying for fuel 
doesn't make it free. You've got to pay for, uh, well, the research and development, presumably you've got to pay for the construction. You've got to pay for the operating expenses. And with all of that done, you just got to do your math and figure out, is this cheaper than hydro or wind or, or whatever? So it is an interesting question. Um, but, and then the other, the other answer I had to that was maybe they are. Like the Chinese, as far as I can tell, are developing power as quickly as they can. And why would they limit themselves to any one technology? They're building, uh, it looks like they kind of, they don't have any more dams under construction right now, but for like the last 50 years, they've been constructing a shitload of hydro dams. They're building a shitload of coal. They're building a shitload of nuclear. Um, just because one technology works doesn't mean that they would stop developing all of those other ones, especially ongoing projects that had been in planning for years, given that the neodymium magnet technology is fairly recent. And so all those projects would have been well underway. Capital would have been raised. The permits would have been paid for and all that. Why would they shut all that down just because they see a new technology on the horizon? Now, and then the other thing that I have, the other issue I have with that is I personally have not been able to audit the Chinese power plants. I don't know what they've got going on. For all I know, they do have some of these running. And they're all aware of those things running, and they figured out that there's a small loss. So they have to constitute with like some hamsters on like a cocaine drip, and they've like figured out that it's actually very, very efficient. Come on, you can see the Chinese doing something like that. Just a whole a whole warehouse full of rodents running on little running on little wheels. Yeah, I mean, who knows what they're doing? Like they they could very well have this and other technologies um, being developed, being implemented, and even being implemented at scale. Um, it's not like they're forthcoming with telling the West exactly what's going on there. So I don't rule out the possibility that these technologies are being implemented. Yeah, I would, I would argue they probably are being implemented at a scale that makes them profitable, if that is the case. Um, I, how much were these magnets? They, were they outrageously expensive? or No, especially, I mean, on a larger scale, like if you're trying to do a megawatt plant or something, maybe they are, but... Um, you know, when you're looking at these little ones to outfit a car alternator, they're like, you know, a dollar each or less and significantly less if you're buying them in bulk. You know, what does it make? 10, he said 10 kilowatts or something per device or close to that. That's, you only need 10 of those to make a megawatt. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to post these videos um, in the nest, but I because I'm banned from Twitter for, I had a seven day, I'm down to two more days, um, and so I can't do that. Um, i post them up for you here. And send me, can you send me all three of them and I'll post them all in one, one uh, thread? On it. Welcome to the stage, nice guy, Bitcoin. How's it going today, guys? Good, good. Welcome to Sats Radio. Thank you very much. Diligent, I think they're shadow banning you or something to a different kind of extreme, or you, Moses. 
Because when you come into this space as a listener, you can't hear shit. It's only when you come in as speaker. And it doesn't happen in any other spaces. So, Yeah, that's some weird shit happening lately with my thing. Um, and even on podcasting 2.0, trying to clip out an episode, uh, it wouldn't let me. It just crashes the app. I tried it. I tried other people tried it, other user accounts, other apps, other devices. It, it won't let a certain episode get clipped out. I, I emailed Fountain about it. Um, they said they're going to work on it, but it's just kind of weird, weird, weird little phantom things have been happening. Too much signal. The signal is too strong. Well, I, I am banned. I won't repeat what I said. They got me banned out loud here again, just for fear of what they might do to me. But I said the same thing I said a few other times, and it got me banned. This time I appealed it to Twitter and said, yo, I wasn't uh, advocating for vigilante justice or, or for anybody to be violent. What I'm calling for is a legal process by which the perpetrators of these crimes against humanity will be punished. And they denied that appeal and said that uh, what I what I had said was, um, you know, a threat of violence, which it wasn't. Naughty, naughty. Intelligent <laughs> and Labrador going on there. <laughs> Labrador's like on his, what, 20th account? It's <laughs> just Labrador 22. Diligent. How many accounts? It's crazy. Twitter's most wanted, this guy is. For real. He's definitely there. He's diligent, definitely makes that list. Yeah, and, and like you said, maybe I'm soon to be the Saudis most wanted. <laughs> yes, working on this uh, zero point energy. It's number one way to uh, get yourself on some certain kings off list. Well, to be clear, this is not zero point in. How's it going, Decode? Are you welcome? I'm all right. I just woke up. There's the place to be, Wake and Bake on South Radio. Yo, how, is there a way with like you utilizing like perpetual motion kind of energy to create like hydraulic hydropower? Or is there such, is there, yeah, essentially perpetual? Spacecrafts? Well, something more like less NASA. Like a flying yeah. disc thing. Like what Hitler. Was trying to figure out, I think. But I think what you're speaking about is like the perpetual motion engines. I think that probably somehow helps with like time travel, maybe. No, no, not even engine. Just if there was a way to um, do that with water. So, oh, I you know see. what I mean? So that way you can, yeah, yeah well, you, you would need a river. And, yeah. So I think magnetism is a more sustainable source because the water, it would be changing. Um, it would be changing its matter form, I guess. 
and it may be harder to keep. Well, the idea is that, like, if you if you can have some kind of a perpetual motion loop kind of thing between two bodies of uh, water, say, in a way that you don't need, um, like, where it's not relying on, uh, you know, external engines or something, but really just self perpetuating motion loop between two pools of water that could, would that not be able to like maybe potentially provide a solution in terms of uh, hydro energy, like hydroelectricity or something for uh, on a small scale. Do you know what I mean? How would, how would this be um, interacting between two separate pools? Well, that's the thing, right? Is how do you get it to, the water to circulate back and forth without using some external pump kind of thing just on a so there is a way but like there, there's a mm, these kind of valves like you can use the water pressure valves or whatever to 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 have a perpetual motion kind of with water in a way that it could generate um electricity but the problem with that is um, as it is right now, there's a certain amount of leakage that occurs, right? So there's every time like there's waterways. So it's like, how do you um, close that circuit so that even the water? What's being, the waste? What form is the waste happening? So in order to, because you know how there's something about water, like if you have water in one body, one pool, right? Say for example, the water doesn't go, won't go above the height of, of that body of water without external force is my understanding, right? So, um, the, so there's a way using like different like valves or whatever that creates uh, pressure in the, in the way that the water travels that um, causes for kind of an impromptu perpetual motion loop um, so that the water can go, it can rise higher than the body, than the pool of, I don't know if anything makes sense to you, but, um, essentially, but, but in that process, right, there's a certain amount of water that escapes the, the, the valves in, in the, in, in the way that that kind of operates. And so if there was a, so yeah, that's kind of like where the idea or the thought comes from is essentially how do you, like, I don't know if I'm making any sense to you guys at all. I was following along, yeah. Are you talking about a ram pump? Is that what you're referring to? Um, It's the idea of a ram pump, I guess, but without the pump. It's like, it's, it's using, how, how can we um, use the way water moves in order to um, get a pump you know what i mean like if you can get water to um, like continually circulate between two two pools of water for example you can have it hitting a tur like you can have it flow in a way It'd where it like has a, a turbine yeah like a and it can generate energy yeah like a ram pump onto like a storage tank basically and then that storage tank would come down and like spin something you definitely i don't think you would have enough infinite loop though you you'd need they would have a loss at some point. You just run out of energy. 
getting some DMs from people saying that second, and then it cuts out. And so um, that seems like we got multiple complaints about that. I'm not sure if it's because I'm banned or not. Um, but probably it's everybody in here is probably on the biggest list. Yeah, we just we basically record everything we put out there on podcast index and uh, they can basically go fuck themselves. Welcome to Sats Radio Sublime. What up, fam? Shadow Band fam. So, to recap for the people who've come in now, um, the topic we had going on was free energy because I've found an interesting YouTube channel that has rekindled. Uh, my interest into something I found many years ago, which is essentially the idea that through repurposing a car's alternator, removing the older, weaker ferrous magnets and replacing them with a stronger neodymium magnet, you can amplify the output of the car's alternator. And then in a feedback loop, you can power an electric motor to turn the car's the car alternator and produce more electricity. Uh, then is put into the system. So there nice. is a YouTube nice. channel is called Hidden Technology, the links in the nest. And it's a fascinating sort of evolution as you go through their videos because, uh, I mean, the odds are that this is hoaxed in some way. That seems most likely, but that doesn't rule out that a technology like this is possible. Um, it seems to me intuitive that a technology like this is possible despite you know the experts assumptions that it couldn't possibly exist because it violates what they were taught in school and i repeatedly pointed out that the wright brothers were told the same thing by all the experts that heavier than air flight was never going to be possible and, and these people knew that because they had gone to school and they were the experts and it took a couple of bicycle mechanics to make this technology work and i think we're looking at something similar here with this uh free energy generator um the, we've been moses and i back and forth a bit about where's the where's the power coming from is it exclusively drawing power out of these neodymium magnets is there some sort of uh harmonious effect with uh, the earth's electromagnetic field because there's an enormous amount of power in the Earth's electromagnetic field, and if that's the case, if it's if it's pulling power from there, this is a device that um, would only work within the Earth's electromagnetic field. It wouldn't work on a deep space mission or something like that. But it's entirely possible that this device is uh, is real. And when we look at the videos, one of the things is that there's in the first video, it's like, oh, maybe they've hidden. In the second video, it's like, oh, maybe they've hidden some batteries, but they keep making newer videos and addressing these criticisms and they've uh, put it all on an acrylic base where you can see from every angle that there's no external power source. They pick the device up while it's moving to show it's not connected to any wires. They put a voltage tester on every component uh, to show that there are no hidden batteries. And so, uh, again, it's likely that it's a hoax but if so they are extremely clever at 
at hiding the power source. And um, and even if that's the case, it just repeats the issue that maybe something like this is possible, even if this particular instance is more likely to be a hoax uh, for the YouTube views. So this is crazy because I wanted to bring up this theoretical idea all day yesterday, but also in regards to like when car miner so like when you drive you mine sats well one of the things that's interesting about this technology is that cars alternator is actually capable of producing significantly more power than it usually does because it produces a variable output in in harmony with the engine speed. So as you drive, as you as you uh, your RPMs increase, the output of the alternator increases beyond what the electrical components of the car are capable of handling. So you essentially have a regulator in there that's downgrading it. It's, it's essentially wasting a whole bunch of the energy in order that even at idle, you've got enough energy. And at faster speeds, the excess energy is regulated down to the correct voltage. So when we put this on a bench and strap it to uh, a fixed motor speed that isn't going to vary, you can essentially use its full potential, which is significantly more than it would be putting out uh, in the vehicle. Tim, from my perspective, it seems like the magnets are where the energy is stored in somehow. And it's, it's, you're figuring out a way to extract that energy from magnets. Because if you put weaker magnets on and you spin that thing with the same amount of torque, you're not going to generate an excess amount of, of electricity. Um, and like you could try this without the motor, just attaching it to like, you know, a, a stationary bike, essentially. You could generate the same RPMs and measure the amount of voltage you're going to get. So, I mean, to play so the, the, the force is coming from the internal combustion engine in a car, or, you know, if you, like you said, if you strapped it to a bicycle, the mechanical force is where the energy is coming from. And the magnets are just helping you convert that into electricity. So, I mean, that, that is like kind of the obvious rebuttal. The only real question is, is an over-unity device possible? Is, there, is it possible that a device could put out more electricity than it needs in input, thus allowing you to power external devices off of the power source, off of the alternator, um, without creating enough drag to bring the whole system to a stop? And that's where people will say, no, it's not possible. But I repeat... You know, everybody said that heavier than air flight wasn't possible. So we have to set aside our preconceived notions of that what we were taught about these laws of thermodynamics and stuff is possible. And then also to reiterate that it, it doesn't necessarily violate the, the laws of thermodynamics that... Um, and even if it did, once again, that whole idea of like zero-point energy, like the, the math says that there's a ton of... Uh, potential energy stored even in the ether, let alone the Earth's electromagnetic field. So there are sources of energy that. Um, fair, I didn't run this by. I ran this by an electrical engineer friend of mine, and I said, "What do you think about these things? Uh, likely to be a hoax." And he watched them and examined them, and he was like, "It's hard to say that they're a hoax because 
there's nothing that I can see that breaks any laws, but they don't teach you this shit in school. He's like, this is like, unlike anything I've ever seen. Before. So it's like, there, it's, 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 uh, it's hard to just define how it breaks laws. Like I, I think people just have to start building these fucking things. Uh, to me, it depends on these magnets. How rare are these magnets? Are they like lithium batteries? Like how sustainable is that? I mean, and that is a question for whether or not this is a... That's a question that would be, um, you know, necessary to answer if we're talking about, is this a solution that could scale to solve the world's energy crisis? But that's another step. That's a, that's a step well past proof of concept. I want to know if I can run a single S9 off of one of these with no power input. You know, we'll take it from there as to whether or not that's the proof of concept. From there, is there enough neodymium on Earth to power the whole world through this? I, I don't know, but let's see if it works first. Have you guys ever heard of uh, Edward Ledskin, the guy who made a coral castle? Absolutely. And not only did he build that whole thing, um, he moved it like several miles down the road after it was finished. Yeah. Yep. What, what did he build? I'm not familiar with this guy. It's a very fascinating, incredible um, true story, I guess. But he basically moved coral from the ocean into his backyard. <laughs> like, and nobody's seen him like any kind of equipment ever. And it's like he would do it in like at night when nobody could see, but nobody would ever hear any like heavy equipment or anything like that. Nobody ever saw anything like that. And he funny seeing everyone sorry to interrupt you. It's kind of funny seeing everyone come in the space for three seconds and then dip back out because like everyone clearly is having the same problem. Yeah, I think they don't. They're not supposed to listen to what we. I think it's probably because I'm I'm on Twitter band. But the thing that you didn't mention, it was essentially a modern megalithic structure. He was working with I forget the size, the specific you know tonnage of the blocks, but he was working with these incredibly large blocks of material. Yeah, like a ton or two. Yeah, I believe, and at least, and I believe that there is like a door that he built that is like a couple of tons and can be pushed open with a single finger because it's yeah. so constructed. But yeah, to your point about the um, uh, nobody knowing, you know, how he did this, there was a report that like a truck driver had brought him a delivery, and there was like all these you know megalithic blocks on the back of the truck. And uh, he instructed the truck driver that he wasn't allowed to observe. He sent him away and he came back like several minutes later and the entire thing was unloaded. There was no obvious equipment. There was no um, pulleys or, or anything that, that could explain it. Yeah. Right. So he, I have some of the, his books, like a book in every home and all that. And um, supposedly he left the clues to this anti-gravity technology in his castle like like in plain sight and there's like little equation type of stuff like engraved here and there but it's very fascinating because i think the, what he was on to is like what the nazis were trying to figure out and it's like what tesla was like nikolai 
what he was doing. And this technology has always been there. Like societies have always known about it. When, and I think when it's about to be um, like discovered or shown to the masses of humanity, they, they um, suppress it because it, it, um, it benefits us and it advances us in a positive way. So I think it's been being suppressed. I don't know about anti-gravity, but um, if you've seen, there's a video of a guy who constructs a modern Stonehenge. Now, it's not quite as big as the actual Stonehenge, but he does move some impressively blocks, and he does it all with nothing more than like a pebble used as a pivot and just leveraging. And so it's an extremely primitive and, and simple technique, and yet highly effective, and he's able to manipulate these... Um, you know, tonnage sized blocks of stone into place using no external equipment save for a pebble. So um, I think that that is a possible explanation for how the coral castle was done. All this shit gets very, very spooky, right? It's like what, what we don't know because we live inside of a certain paradigm. I mean, I always argue if you showed somebody 200 years ago, they probably burn you at stake. Let's be real. And it's not that much different today. You know, today they uh, burn your reputation at the stake and, uh, you know, kick you off of all social media platforms and suppress your content and, and everything else just to make sure that your voice can't be heard. Yeah, the modern, the modern witch trials, right? Yeah, I think I think this energy device. I, th I think it's something that would be interesting to see pursued. Um, anyone that you know has the know-how and magnets and that stuff starts making these things, and the more decentralized, we'll see what happens if it really makes a movement or not. It's pretty hard to see something like this not changing things. And it does seem easy enough to test. I mean, Nader cost very much. Granted, the one they were using. Uh, in the video was for a truck. It was a 24 volt, 200, um, 200 amp at 24 volts. So, uh, up, up regulated, uh, or stepped up to 240 volt that would produce 20 amps, which is essentially, you know, um, a couple of circuits worth. It's not like enough to run your house, but it's enough to run your dryer, which means it's enough to run uh, a fistful of Bitcoin miners. And that right there, it should be, um, it should be simple enough to reproduce. And so that's where the obvious question lies is, has anybody reproduced this? I do. I have seen several other videos on YouTube where people are attempting. It does look like there's a lot of people saying that they're trying it. They can't get it to work. So that, that does raise some red flags. Um, obviously, there's a strong incentive to hoax these videos and it does seem like that's the the most obvious uh the most likely scenario is that the vote the the videos are are faked in some way but if you give them all a thorough watch they pretty much rule out any of the methods that you would think could be used to hoax this 
Um, they pick it up and move it around. It seems like it's unlikely to be uh, induction. Um, it, there's no external wires. Uh, there isn't enough space to hold any significant amount of battery power, and they do some pretty extensive, lengthy testing using some some high draw, and it, it seems like batteries would be um, pretty much impossible. They use a voltage tester to show that there's no live batteries in any of the components uh, right before they fire it up. So, again, they rule out any of what you would think of as the potential for hoaxing now that doesn't mean that there isn't some other trick there is there's there maybe there maybe there is but by the time they've ruled out the obvious methods of hoaxing it kind of comes back to is this possible it seems it seems possible that this is possible now is that does that mean that this video is real that these videos are real or no they they could still be faking it some other method we haven't figured out um, but it, it was an interesting enough to make me go down the rabbit hole again and remember like, Hey, I used to look into this stuff a bunch of years ago and, and it's absolutely fascinating. And so it's rekindled my interest once again. Yeah. I think the focus, if you could make an alternate that is going to produce more power at a certain RPM, um, then a motor that's going to um, produce that much RPM and torque is going to take, then you already have solved the problem and you can for sure do it. Could so we just do it with Tesla cars? Like if we take this and tweak with some Tesla cars? We could just put one in the trunk, I think. And then like, you wouldn't have to like go anywhere to charge it. You could just like maybe take a break and then it would charge whenever you stop. I heard of some people doing so, some of the stuff that I'm hearing in here. I've heard of a guy who's been trying to, basically put in like a hydro engine into a tesla and make it a hybrid and basically have like the self-charging thing going on hey man if these magnets really do this kind of shit like this is where it's at like i will dedicate my life to this well i'm, I'm pretty sure that's the flying saucers and like because i looked at um some of the photos and the blueprints and stuff from like uh hitler's era about the saucers and stuff and like it all leads back to like these magnets and like the flying and like bro it's all tied in well just doing some back of the napkin calculations here um the alternator puts out 200 amps at 24 volts which is um roughly 40 amps at 110 volts for it to use our north american or 20 amps at 20, uh, 240 volts, which is what they're running because it's either European or South American. So uh, the motor that they're running is 750 watts. Now that's substantially, even at 750 watts at 240 volts is substantially less than the 40 or, or the, the 20 amps uh, at 240 volts that the alternator is putting up. So it just like, when you look at how much power it takes to run that alternator, it's a lot less than the amount that it's putting out. I don't see, I don't see where it's taking, um, you know, 40 amps at 240 volts to power the alternator just to give you 20 amps at 240 volts. No, it seems the other way around. Like if you just, just do the simple calculations, 
um, 750 watts at 240 volts is is a lot less. Hang on, I'll actually I'll do that math here, but it's it's like a handful of amps. I think it's probably less than 10 amps, meaning that you've got uh, you do have a substantial amount of energy left. Yeah, enough to power a handful of uh, Bitcoin miners. Yeah, I think this thing's not very disprovable. I, I think probably the hard part is getting it right. Like with the magnets and the revolutions and the, like there's probably a bit of a, a technical side of things that they don't show when they just, you know, wrap a Coke bottle around it and fill it with, with you know, epoxy. I don't think they're really showing the complexity involved, but maybe I'm wrong. So at 240 volts, running the 700 watt electrical engine to power the alternator only consumes about three amps, and that alternator produces like 20 amps. That alternator produces 20 amps um, when you haven't stripped out the regulators and when you haven't upgraded the ferrous magnets to neodymium. So in the bag or on the platform. Thank you. So it takes three amps of electricity to run the motor. The motor runs the alternator. The alternator puts out 20 amps at stock. That's just, that's stock. That's before you have uh, downregulated it to account for the variable uh, voltage from the variable RPM of the engine. So you can get more out of that same alternator. And that's before you strip away the ferrous magnets and, and put in the neodymium. So again, I don't see how it doesn't work. How do we start a company and um, get funding from the government to make self-flying mining <laughs> cars well that's another debate i was having with bitcoin pranicky it's like you know the the incentives here for a company like his argument is there's a strong financial incentive for a company to produce these things and and sell them if, if this is real and even if the patent laws kept that out of the North American market, there's plenty of places like China that don't respect our intellectual property laws who would go ahead and market and sell these things. But my rebuttal to that is that there's a strong financial incentive for these companies to make the maximum amount of profit and selling you a one-time product versus a subscription service is not how you maximize product like software has gone away from the model of paying you know eight hundred dollars for adobe photoshop or office suite or whatever they're moving to software as a service in a subscription model because they've realized it's more profitable to have you continuously paying a fee even though you're paying less up front and so i don't see why there would be a financial incentive for a company to sell you a product that puts them out of business I think they, they're more profitable continuing to sell you power um, than they are in selling you a device that means you don't need to purchase their products anymore. Yeah, I don't know if anyone else has anything that they can add to that or any insight on that. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm interested to see how it develops. Nice guy's been up on the stage for a while. I'm hoping that he's maybe just 
looking at those videos so that he can comment. But uh, what's up, nice guy? Yo, I want to look. I can't. I'm working right now. I'm just listening. Gotcha. Well, definitely check the videos out later and let me know what you think. Um, because, like, I want to hear... I want to hear criticisms of this. I want to hear, you know, thoughts on whether or not this can work. Um, so far, it seems like the criticisms are um, from a position of defensiveness where it's like, I just think it can't work, so I'm not even going to consider it. Um, but it, it looks to me, again, back of the napkin math, it takes three amps to run that motor. That alternator off the shelf produces 20 amps. And then you put neodymium in it, it produces more. You take the regulator out and run it at a higher RPM, it produces more. Um, so I don't see how that, you know, quote unquote debunking is valid in any way. Okay, I have a question. So I, I haven't watched a video and uh, I'll do that when I get home or maybe later, but I'm just trying to like work out the principle in my head. I'm not an electrician, but I understand some of this stuff. So we're talking about, with a motor, essentially, we're talking about Faraday's law, right? So when you pass a conductor through a magnet, it moves the electrons in the conductor. Um, but when that happens, there's a magnetic field that the wire has to pass through. Does that magnetic field not increase in uh increase the resistance to movement or the force against the movement so as you speed up the um as you speed up the coil of wires spinning through the magnet is it not increasing the um the load against the movement of the of the yeah coil? it does and that's why they have to start it with like a pull start and once they move it forcefully they create that first bit of electricity that then moves the single phase motor that's running the alternator. And then there's just less energy required to keep that alternator spinning than it's producing, basically. So then you're just siphoning off the excess. Well, and I think what he's also asking is as you add electrical load to the system, does that not produce drag? and and add to the load on the motor and i think yeah that's answer, exactly what i'm asking yeah yeah and, and i i believe that that is true and and that's maybe why they're only running as far as i can tell they're only running like a handful of amps like they claim this thing can put out 10 kilowatts but i only see them running you know 1500 watts maybe 2000 like they're only running it uh, running a small fraction and when people have have asked them to increase the load they say that you know that will increase the drag and the wear and at some point might um, burn out the motor which which seems feasible so it just requires essentially over engineering you use a bigger motor and then you run it at a percentage of its capacity you don't run it at full load um, and so whatever theoretical amount of power this thing is putting out, you can't actually use all of it. And this is kind of similar. It's a little bit in a different, different way, but it's similar to the fact that whatever your circuit breaker on your house is rated for, you're only ever supposed to run it to about 80% of that. This might be more the inverse. Like if it's rated for, 
you know, 10 kilowatts, maybe you can only get two out of it. Maybe you're only running it at 20% capacity instead of 80, just to make sure that there's uh, enough buffer there in the system that you're not dr- creating too much drag for the motor to handle. And then it just comes down to a matter of if you are creating drag, you're wearing out the components. So where's the trade-off between um, having the system run for a longer time versus increasing the load and wearing out the components and requiring them to be replaced periodically? Right, because anytime that you have resistance flow of electricity, you have that heat buildup. So you'd need to make your conductors way bigger. The... Um, this isn't really changing the subject. It's just a question. It, it kind of reminds me of the maybe 10 years ago when we were coming up with zero point energy uh, in a vehicle uh, with HHO, right? So you put the anode and cathode and you pour water into a tank and you separate um, the, the single hydrogen from the, from the other, from the hydrogen and the oxygen, right? So you have an H plus or whatever. And then you would recombine that in the combustion chamber and get free. So whatever happened to that? Like, why did that not happen? Is it the similar kind of phenomenon here? Yeah, I mean, that's a great one. I I was deep into that with Stan Myers and his water car. And uh, the answer that I have for you there is that when you separate hydrogen and oxygen, you create a combustible gas known as Brown's gas. And then, yeah, you can feed that into any combustion engine and burn it and you will produce an explosion and run the combustion engine it works a ceramic engine to to be used but in a traditional steel combustion engine you would essentially rust it out and so while you're getting uh, free fuel you're actually eating a, getting free opex you're, you're not having to pay operating expense you're increasing your capex because the motor is going to burn out significantly faster. And so with the hydrocarbons, you know, there's all kinds of additives in there and and lubricants so that as it combusts, it leaves behind enough of a lubricant to protect the engine from corrosion internally. And replacing your fuel source with HHO gas would defeat that and cause the engine to be itself consumed rather than the fuel being consumed now with that said um there is there has been a little bit of progress on that and what i've seen is people have essentially dialed it back to rather than running the vehicle on 100 percent brown's gas they're running it on like 20 percent brown's gas and they're getting you know significant reduction in their fuel costs while still burning enough petroleum to leave behind the necessary lubricants so that they're not destroying their own engines Okay, so that makes sense. So it's more like a secondary issue. Um, it's not the main issue. So it works. It's just that it, it trashes your engine, which makes sense. As far as I can tell, that's the case, yeah. Yeah, better alternative to me as far as very widely available energy is just gasification of biomass. Um, there's tons of wood and there's tons of nitrogen in the form of waste everywhere that people can convert into more biomass to combust. Um, it's highly criticized by the mainstream media because they'll cry about emissions, but it's actually like a really, really accessible form of energy and very low tech to produce.
Well, and actually the emissions is an interesting one because all you're doing is speeding up the process by which those emissions, like if you leave that wood lying around, it decomposes and those emissions are happening anyway. So all you're doing is harvesting some of that energy before those same emissions occur. You're not adding to the problem. Uh, you're simply harvesting energy that was going to be, or, or you know, waste gases or pollutants, whatever you want to call it. You're, you're, you're harvesting energy out of that inevitable release of gases that was going to happen anyway. You're speeding the process up a little bit. Um, but all those, all that carbon was going to would degrade and end up in the atmosphere anyway. Especially with sources such as, um, you know, waste methane, you or waste, like we're just decomposing biomass, like in food waste, instead of, instead of extracting the methane directly, you can just convert that with very low tech into burnable biomass. And, and you can actually use that biochar as a result as cleaner fertilizer than you would originally get from the first thing. Um, and it's also, uh, it's just, yeah, super accessible. Everyone can run a combustion engine. It's very efficient. And, you know, to what I was saying, not only are just releasing the, the carbon gases that would have been released anyway, um, but unlike petroleum, you're not pulling it out of like some deep reserve where it would have been fairly stable. Yes, it was there anyway, but it wasn't being released into the atmosphere. Uh, but with decomposing wood, it is. It's like maybe maybe you're making it release in a few minutes or a few hours instead of over a few months or a few years. But realistically, it was about to end up in the atmosphere anyway. And all you're doing is grabbing a bit of that energy from the process before it happens. And the best part is you can, you can use something like hemp and you can grow it fairly quickly use that as an energy source as well as a textile source and a building material and a medicine and like every freaking thing else like this is i think where the future of society is going as more and more of these technologies become accessible and energy just becomes everywhere i think that's the long form of bitcoin right is energy is essentially free and limitless i mean there's no doubt that bitcoin helps incentivize the um, development of all energy technology and those with minimal input costs uh, even more so like it's going to incentivize coal and and nuclear and, and every other form of currently used technology but it's also going to incentivize research and development into lower cost um, technologies and the lowest cost technology would be one that doesn't have a fuel to consume so there's the biggest incentive to produce, um, quote unquote, free power. And again, I repeat, nothing's free. You still have CapEx costs. You still have OpEx costs. But if you can reduce the fuel cost down to zero, then you're ahead of the game. And Bitcoin incentivizes that. Yeah, which has amazing implications for humanity. Because in the long run, now we have all this now newly accessible energy. Um, and, and I think that that's where, that's where it goes long form is like, we have no shortage of energy because we've perfected how to extract it from, from the universe. Probably something like what Nikola Tesla had imagined. Yeah. So like I said, this has been rekindling my interest. And one of the things I'm doing was, uh, last night actually was, uh, looking at Tesla's patents. Like let's. It's like actually start digging through the old paperwork. And then from there, um, 
start Googling around like Google patents uh, is, is a fantastic resource. And um, there are, there are like a, a bunch of free energy patents on available for review on Google. Now that doesn't mean that they work, but if they pass the patent process, they at the very least pass the first level of like bullshit detection. And that doesn't mean that they work, but at least it's a, a place to, to start your research where somebody's already given this a look over, looks like it works. Okay. They've granted them a patent. They don't grant a patent for stuff. That's obvious fraud. So that doesn't mean it works. There's, there's still, you know, obviously further research that needs to be done, but great place to sort of, um, begin filtering out the bullshit and looking at what patents. And then again, these guys on this hidden technology channel, they claim that this device has been patented. So, I mean, that's, that's what I'm looking for. It's like, let's find that actual patent because, you know, then we've got a set of schematics. We've got an explanation of the process. We've got the plans for the device and um, I'm not seeing it yet, but there's, there's a shitload of patents to go through. Yeah, even just the Tesla wheel or the Tesla turbine, for example. Uh, every single freaking little invention this guy came up was was fascinating, right? Like all these ways to extract energy from our like I think that this thing that's blowing our mind about this like so-called infinite loop energy machine with magnets. Um, I don't think it's infinite at all. I think it's just we're just like we never realized that this source of energy was right there in front of our eyes the whole time. Because uh, the incentive has never really been there. Yeah, or or the the incentives depend. Like, because there's conflicting incentives. Different people have different incentives. The incentives of the corporations supplying you power is once again to have you on a subscription model. They want you purchasing that power. This has been a topic ever since. Um, I forget it was like JP Morgan who basically said that he wasn't going to support the Tesla technology because he wouldn't be able to put a meter on it. So that, you know, um, wireless transmission of power over air was disincentivized because they couldn't profit off of it. Once again, you might be able to sell someone the device, but you can't keep them on the monthly subscription. So the incentive there was, um, to go with, a you know, a an older technology or like a, a and, and even one that has implications as far as all this necessary infrastructure development and all these power lines running everywhere that are, are we referring to uh like the industrial revolution and how built on gas and oil and automobiles so it's because they could uh put a meter on it because they don't want uh nikolai to succeed because they couldn't meter that Sorry, I just like got back. Yeah, exactly. I believe it was J.P. Morgan who said that the uh, Nikola's um, wireless transmission power because saying it wasn't feasible, not because it doesn't work, but because he couldn't put a meter on it. Exactly. Welcome to Sense Radio Zoom out, Max Payne. We're just talking about uh, um. I don't know how you'd want to call it, quote unquote, free energy, just different, different forms of energy devices that um, the technology has probably been stifled for a long time. And uh, yeah, maybe we see a resurgence.
Let's fucking go with you too. Cool, awesome topic. That was my Klaus Schwab impression. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, and then again to to come back to my back of the napkin math, that motor takes three amps at 240 volts, which is what they're running. That alternator puts out 20 amps at 240 volts, uh, which is its default. But if you are to strip the regulator out and run it at a higher RPM, it you can get significantly more. And if you were to strip out the ferrous magnets and replace them with neodymium, you can theoretically get a significant amount, greater amount yet again. So, but even without those modifications, even just running it stock off the shelf, it looks to me like you're getting 20 amps out for three amps in. And so, you know, prove me wrong. So, I mean, at this point, I've kind of exhausted my thoughts on the matter, but uh, if anyone else, I, again, prove me wrong. I think you were right. Um, I can't prove you wrong because it sounds pretty accurate. I'm very curious as to the people who are entering the room. Why are you not being kicked out right now? I'm just curious. It looks like they. Uh, it only seems speakers. So as people come in and are brought up to be speaker, then they're good. But if they try and stay as a listener, it doesn't work. Interesting. Okay. So they have to participate in uh, the discourse almost. Not exactly sure why that is. And obviously they don't get their mic, but if they're not given speaker status, it looks like they're not able to stay. And uh, I'm just speculating, but that might be because I'm still on a Twitter ban. Yeah. yeah. Um, all my like in real life friends that I'm talking to on signal are telling me like, some of the information I've shared with them they're trying to share with their parents and stuff and like they're just being blocked on everything oh sorry back. i totally got like rugged there twitter like shut me right down they wouldn't let me talk or anything well you were your signal might be a little loose or something sounding like the matrix earlier last time you were talking so maybe you're out of range of wi-fi no, or just the phone i basis for a while and you notice when you start to get in on controversial subjects the phone will start to get yes. real warm and like glitch out. And I honestly think it's because AI, it's the algorithm, yeah, it's monitoring yes, everything you say. So say we have to, people have been like clowning on me to pay extra attention to the space, you know, so you have extra like heat, more electrons are flowing through your phone, <laughs> more data packages. Yeah, it's like, I you know, when the, when the fucking, um, in the matrix, like when they're on the phone, and the phone gets tapped, and you hear like the static. That's what I hear when we get talking on crazy stuff. Well, I, I don't think that's the case. But ever since Twitter Spaces came out, I have noticed uh, issues with it. I've noticed two different issues. Uh, they seem to be unrelated. One of them is that there's a and actually I've noticed that this isn't just Spaces. Twitter itself, the app, has a memory leak, so that the longer it's running the more it starts to bog down and eventually it will get so slow and unresponsive that you will get that system prompt to close the app. And the minute you do that, it will load up again and it will start fresh and it's snappy and responsive. Even rebooting the phone does not solve that issue. So that is a, that seems to be a memory. I've noticed leak. That. 
and then the other one is that with the the running spaces this is specific to spaces but sometimes it gets very hot and i there was times and i was literally putting my phone in fridge and running it off my bluetooth headset just because it, that was the only way to prevent it i've yeah, done that too <laughs> I have noticed that that is an unpredictable reaction. Like my phone is is cool to the touch right now. It is not suffering from that problem, but it does so periodically and I can't figure out what the trigger is. It doesn't seem to be as you proposed tied to controversial subjects because I've had it happen when it's just a boring old chat and I've had it like right now not happening during some pretty spicy talks. So I I can't find the correlation and again I suspect it's just sloppy programming of some sort i think so you guys know how like jack left twitter to make his own decentralized twitter i think that was kind of a psyop and this spaces is the beta version of it and there's an ai in it that's maybe trying to in a decentralized way help govern these spaces and it's this is all like a social experiment and we'll find out i don't know it's like a theory but i do i totally agree with what you're saying because like i've been noticing that pattern like for the last two weeks and like some of you guys have heard me like spaz out and like try to um explain this because because i see it and like it's it's fucking crazy I've had it become like a significant problem to where it was like making those hot. It was having those memory lags and then periodically crash. And, and then after a while, I thought maybe there was an update that had fixed it because I wasn't having those problems anymore. Um, I haven't done anything like factory reset my phone. If anything, it's getting fuller and fuller of pictures and videos. Um, but then I've noticed that the symptoms have kind of come and gone. So they seem unpredictable. It's not consistent. They're there sometimes. They're not there other times. It's not getting worse. It's not getting better. I can't figure it out. Yeah, so I think everything's a psyop, but my buddy just tried to join and he got booted as a listener. So I'll ask him to try to join as a speaker and test that theory. Yeah, it's definitely true. We've tested it with everyone who's come up. You can only speak in this space for some reason. We're not sure. Maybe it's because Diligent is a co-host. I'm banned on certain I'm banned from the search and I'm banned from uh something else. I think Ninja just went down a listener to see if it makes a difference if he can listen. Anything to do with location services. Yeah, well I just came back up as a speaker, but I figured maybe I would uncohost myself and see if that makes it easier for people to get in. So I have a ghost ban. What's that? Um, it's basically just when your account gets nuked and you're trying to come back and acknowledge the name of your previous account, but you can't use the name of your previous account or it'll trigger the Twitter algorithms to kick you off. But so it seems like you No, so this is this is my original account and I've never had any warnings or anything like that, but I ran it through I ran my account through one of those um those websites where you can see if you have any bans associated with your profile and it comes up with a bunch of stuff that says it's all good, but then the one it says that you have a ghost ban. Oh, my bad. I, I misheard you. Um, yeah, I'm not exactly sure what that is. I've noticed I've triggered 
all of those things before. Uh, they do seem to be temporary. I think they only last about 48 hours. Um, but I think it's some kind of algorithm detection based on your activity. So I know that for me, it happened when I was digging through my phone and looking at all my old memes and I just started sharing them to Twitter. And it was like, it was a, it was a dump, a meme dump. Like I probably posted 50 memes yep. in an hour or something. And then all of a sudden I realized, yo, I'm, I, I got a shadow ban going on. And I, I looked at that same website and pretty much all of those uh, were coming up red. And that lasted about 48 hours and it settled itself down. So it could be to do with the content of one of your tweets. It could be to do with the number of people you're following. Uh, like if you've been adding too many people too quickly, there's a number of things that could trigger it. But it seems like if you kind of ease off of doing too much on the app for a couple of days, you should have that reset. It's probably my support of Russian citizens in my uh yes. profile i was like okay oh, that'll do it that'll do I, it i was listening sure. to this this guy in uh in decentralized space the other day who came in he was saying that he was just really um experiencing a lot of hate from people because he was russian even though he i think lived those in are the u.s that are doing that so part of this toxic division in these spaces i think those are deep fake ai bots like i swear yeah, soy. I can confirm that soy is a deep fake AI bot. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a bit of a red flag. So I think DJ has been in here. DJ Satoshi has been listening for a while. So I think Ninja, you're right. Maybe you as co-host prevents people from listening. Well, he's welcome to come up as a speaker. Oh, no, there he goes. Maybe he was just bored, didn't want to be called out. You have nothing to say here. Nothing, nothing, nothing of interest ever happens on Sats Radio. No one should ever listen to it. We were talking about perpetual energy, uh, powering cars, mining. Yo, what's up, everybody? Always. Well, it was good, though. Could you hear when you were listening? Or... Yeah, nah. It's like you can't do anything now. Just, you know. I don't know what kind of time everybody else is on, but I'm all people ain't supposed to look at, so. Moscow time. You already know. Yeah, what you guys talking about? Yeah, I just came back from the gym. I'm about to make French toast, man. I'm taking a day off and shit. An infinite energy powered by magnets, and we're gonna use that in cars to power the cars forever. And we're gonna throw a bunch of S nine miners in the trunk, and we're gonna get sats per mile. <laughs> Didn't someone do that with like a Tesla recently? Like, not exactly that, but basically use their Tesla as a miner. Yeah, that's right. And I believe it was somebody who had purchased a Tesla early enough that it came with uh, an, a free supercharging uh, subscription service. So they are not only, yeah. they, weren't running Asics, they were running fucking shitcoin miners on GPUs, but yeah, they were running it OG in the truck. Coin. And whenever they, whenever they went to fuel up, uh, it was free. So they weren't paying for 
the energy that they were using. That's what I'm trying to get in on. Yeah, that tracks they were mining shit coins, but I guess theoretically it would be possible with uh, with sound money too. Absolutely. The only thing is that if you don't already have that subscription, uh, I don't. I believe the Teslas do not offer that anymore. So if you if you buy one now, you're going to be stuck paying for the charging, which means you're you're not getting that benefit of the free power. So just mine. Um, mine dog and just convert it to bitcoin as soon as you can do you guys think that that was elon last night were you guys in that room i was not um no i wasn't in that room he was like didn't he do some shit with like satoshi um samsung and toshiba and like one of them stupid ass tweets oh no i saw that yesterday but no there was an account that hopped into a space and it talked and it sounded and it did stuff just like Elon would. And I thought that I was like, is this Elon? And I even asked them that. <laughs> and I guess like the host had like 30 messages saying the same thing. Like, it was that Elon that has to be Elon. And it was like crazy. But it was an interesting conversation because we were talking about AI. Yo, what do you think about AI? You think it's like we're going to reach singularity or like like all of this stuff is kind of new to me like you know what i'm saying i drive a truck and shit but like this shit turns me on all the tech talk and shit so like the singularity that's like is that real or it's like sounds like bullshit to me i think the singularity has always been there um it's just the way it, it's it's us noticing the algorithm can't be self-aware though bro because consciousness doesn't come from matter matter comes from consciousness that's what I was thinking. I mean, you can't make a computer feel anything to like. But you know. those um, those signals they they're they travel on like electromagnetic frequencies, which are just there in the air. Like all that stuff is there. It's just zeros and ones. It's like the matrix. It's just knowing the right code i guess to see yeah i don't know much about it but like if if uh you know emotions or whatever and it's in the air it's all like a metro electromagnetic waves isn't it possible that like a ai could possibly kind of pick up on that stuff and sort of decode it and eventually learn the coding of emotions yes. okay yes i think so and i, I mean, mean i do miss you I guess because like I was I was recently reading and like okay so I'm new to this stuff so I just did a little bit of deep dive on Alan and all of this stuff about AI and everything like that I mean what you're saying is kind of a hard I mean because like it's hard to make a computer you can't make a computer pick up on every single cue and it's like the the whole thing about emotions electromagnetic that i guess i gotta do some more deep diving on that so like where i'm at with it is like you can't make computers become human and stuff like that well that's know? not what we're trying to do no 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 i'm not saying that i'm not saying that i'm just topic hunting <laughs> so okay so there was a i'm talking to the it's she was a very interesting individual but so what do you think 
A, artificial intelligence is the same thing as transhumanism, transcending humanism, or artificial intelligence. I think they're very different things. But one can maybe um, become conscious and then become the other. I don't know, though. PhDs and I'm not a financial advisor. Um, I do suggest everybody buy a Shiba token and they buy it on uh, Mount Gox exchange. And if they want, I uh, will send them 10 Bitcoins back. You just send me one. Um, thank you. Love it. Love it. Is it one? I thought it was send two and you get 10 back. Oh, no. If you send me two, I'll send you 30. This is a good That's deal. Like an infinite energy machine, bro. Yeah, you just keep sending me sats and I'll just keep telling you, like, I got you next week. Like, um, it's kind of like the same model compass mining does. Hey, I got a question. I don't know. I jumped in a little late. I'm not sure how, how late I was, but talking about like perpetual energy y'all heard about the um artificial sun that china has been working on yes i mean it's basically so, fusion yeah. so yeah so that's a very interesting topic too and i don't so i understand the technological aspect of it but from um, a spiritual side i don't know what they're doing So I don't know if this is so much a spiritual side or anything, but it just a thought that came uh, to mind when you guys were talking about uh, in terms of consciousness, not being able to transmit necessarily into machines. But isn't it interesting that like what, at least on a basic level, what we're coming to understand with regards to the, of the mRNA converting into DNA is that like, so if if the goal Hold is on, it's like, hard to hear it's um your speakers doing the piano thing you're coming through the matrix oh sorry guys okay well, that sounded better <laughs> no no try again try again yeah, we'll try again that goes into the really the really deep rabbit hole though if you want to talk about immortality it's probably an mrna show mm, i see why do you think that well, there's lots of research <clears throat> trying to determine what it is exactly that causes that to, it's like a specific gene they think that might cause aging. And then there's ways to like treat deterioration. <laughs> That's where they want to go with it. Like what better way to push the technology forward than to have mass testing on the public, right? Like you're telling me that Nancy Pelosi wouldn't like to run, run forever. Like she could just rule forever and she, she would like get younger. Imagine that. She wouldn't need eyebrow surgery anymore, bro. So I saw that this uh, current mRNA um, vaccine, there's some of them that have this hydra organism, and you can chop it up and like cut it up, and it it will grow back and like it's self healing. It's like they called it the hydra for a reason. And I think it ties into like what you're saying. Yeah, there's like there's animals, man, that, there's animals out there that kind of defy 
how we think about aging like that. What's it called? The uh, axolotl or whatever. It's like that weird salamander looking thing. You guys ever see that it's thing? Like, it's like... Uh, rip a tail off of it, like a... What is it? An iguana or something. No, it's that salamander he was saying. Yeah, it's yeah. called like an axolotl, but it like it. this thing could regen its like organs. So it basically, you know, theoretically can live for really damn long time if not indefinitely i mean it could regen its heart you know even stuff like that i don't know how it does i guess it would have to do well i think those are regenerating limbs would be a different issue from the cellular degradation associated with aging but you know my understanding of of aging is that it's a process of shortening telomeres and that through the replication of cells um the telomeres end up shortening to the point where you start losing vital information and the cells get imperfect copies, kind of like a Xerox. Um, but I, I believe that that's a, a separate issue from the, cell, uh, from the limb regeneration, but I believe there is also another animal out there somewhere that has uh, basically infinite replication, although I'm, I'm blanking on what that was. That's something that doesn't suffer from that telomere degradation. Is it an animal or is it an organism? It's, I think, an organism. I think it was something more simple and uh, a complex yeah. animal. Yeah, I think you're referring to like the whatever I referred to, and then they're calling it like the Hydra something, because they they've like you can just chop it up, like you can throw it in a blender and you stick the pieces back, and it'll regenerate. Or if you cut it in two, it'll just grow two, and it keeps doing this, and it's in the vaccine. Yeah, I mean, and that's common with worms as well worms and and neither one saw so that is again a separate issue from whether or not aging as a reduct as a side effect of a consequence of uh, telomere degradation but i think that uh that's different from the limb regeneration from the uh, salamander that we were talking about, which is in a more complex animal but again two separate issues that uh, both have consequences for longevity and health and both of which there is an example of out there somewhere that could theoretically be applied to modern medical technology mrna exactly that's like the perfect on-ramp to doing any of this shit like there's actually whole research out there that shows that that's where they want to push things towards as far as immortality and like fixing aging like there's there's billions of dollars of research into this shit in the open Never mind what happens in like dark labs in Ukraine and China, right? So like the theory is they're kind of testing this on just kind of like the population. And then when they kind of perfect it on us, they can just, um, they could just use it on like whatever elitist class or something yeah, that technology isn't just like quote unquote vaccines. Uh, it's a gene therapy technology. It can achieve, you could have a shot and then, have your eye color change over the next six months like this is the potential of this technology they claim that life is software and they can hack it like this is right in their in their in their quota you know and if, if things like free energy are going to come along game and like change the wealth game and everything they're going to need everyone to like they have to be the source of life somehow they need to have a monopoly on something you know what i just realized bitcoin will actually make us healthier like uh, 
as, yeah. as a species in the sense that it'll take out the pharmaceutical incentives and the parasitic incentives in our current um, medical scientific model. Because things like you're talking about diligent, like I remember years ago hearing about some research where they were growing people's teeth back just using, I don't it was like the salamander gene reproduction thing. Uh, I don't know if it was exactly that, but essentially it was like um, and some new technology that people can actually regrow their um, any bone loss or whatever as far as their teeth are concerned. And then you don't hear about it anymore but because that doesn't like, there's a lot of money that's going to be lost in terms of dentures, veneers, so on and so forth. So it's like, imagine at the point if we're, if we actually get to Bitcoin, hyper Bitcoinization and we're able to remove all of this parasitic and, you know, incentives in the current structures, I really, really am curious to, to find out how much scientific movement forward we're going to be able to, um, to get to without cock blocking from the current parasites. Yeah, well, just to your, to your point, like on an individual level, Bitcoiners seem to be focused on health. Uh, you know, there's a strong carnivore movement. And if not, there's the seed oil disrespecting and there's a focus on uh, fitness. And I think you're right that those incentives align to, to get away from the processed foods, the pharmaceutical industry, the garbage propaganda on television, like all these things that are bad for our health, Bitcoiners seem to be moving away from. And it's probably tied to the fact that once you start to understand sound money, you start to understand how the propaganda machine in general across society and all these different industries is being used to harvest your energy, um, to make you sick, to make you dependent, to make you essentially... Uh, cattle that can have its energy harvested by the ruling class and bitcoiners are waking up to that those narratives much like neo in the matrix and are taking back their sovereignty which includes taking back their health and control of their diet and nutrition and in every way it seems like that's manifesting at the individual level so i think you're probably right that at a larger societal level um, that's what's going to happen good point yeah, because, I mean, when it comes down to it, I mean, Bitcoin's all about decentralization, right? So it's like, and, you know, at least for me, in my experience, it's like that kind of idea goes from, you know, learning about Bitcoin into like all aspects of your life. So, yeah, it's like you're trying to reduce your dependency on everything and make your kind of like make your life as, as much of a closed loop system as you can. And uh yeah, I mean, so it, it, yeah, it definitely bleeds into how you look at health and, you know, just kind of taking care of yourself so you don't have to depend on the system in that regard. You know what a UBI looks like? A UBI looks like a 20 amp alternator hooked up to a single phase motor. That's what a UBI looks like. Like people just think it's free energy? They think it's free money. It comes from nowhere. I picture it yeah. like a modern day breadline. 
Yo, I, I got a truly that's a true UBI though. Like if you want to lift people out of poverty, you know, and everyone can just suddenly put put you know, if if you have a way for everyone to produce Bitcoin from kinetic energy somehow, you're gonna just solve world poverty, world hunger, world peace. Like everything's just like boxes being checked after that. Like I got a demo's Yo, dogs, I got a devil's advocate to that. So, like, from what, I'm in, from what I've been hearing, like, UBI, to give people more time, a lot of people are not correlating at that time. Money. Because they're just issuing it. That's yeah, I know. That's totally fake. But that's just why I'm coming with this kind of approach. But hear me out. Um, like, if more people have more time to do stuff, like creative things, maybe help to develop on the computer projects, uh, build new. Sc- I mean, that's where they think that they're going to be able to take this thing. But we know that this is just a tool for control and, you know, more oppression and that sort of thing. But I mean, let's let's be serious. A lot of people, they're going to eat essentially because what they're promising is like the world for your uh, allegiance or some 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 shit. Right. So, I mean. People are gonna want to eat it up because people don't wages and everything like that. So people want to be somewhat supported by the government apparatus, whatever it is, and everything like that. And um, they feel like it's gonna be giving them more time. So like, if I that well, I don't gotta get up in the morning and go and work and um, worry about paying my rent this month. That I could stay home and and, and paint all day or. Draw something. I don't know. That's where they were trying to go with it, as far as this whole new modern monetary plan is going to be some kind of a way of getting backfiring. I see it backfiring, but I guess from the devil's advocate view, it's just about. I mean, the, the people are going to look at it from to be able to like have more free time and everything. Yeah, but in the and end, it robs them because it just, it's creating value from nothing. So in the end, it's just going to explode. It's going to pop. And then everything's, everyone's going to have nothing. A better format of that would be to provide a way for everyone to generate value. And then they can actually create an income for themselves. But then that income can be allocated into resources like, you know, motors that, that run with very little input, for example. And now you have Bitcoin mining, all these different things. Like there's, there's solutions that everyone can scale up to. And that's how you solve poverty. It's not by having like a, a higher authority issue value out. Like that's how you create slavery. Yeah, 100, 100. Oh, yeah. That's the, higher, the higher authority cannot issue value. They can issue currency, but all they're doing is devaluing because the, the amount of value out there in the world is essentially fixed or at least not correlated to the issuance of new currencies. So they can issue currency. They can't issue value. Yeah, in fact, they're retracting value every time they issue currency, like you said. How's it going, Ephesians? Zoom out. WayK47. Welcome to South Radio. How? How, fam? Yo, um, so I got a geopolitical question for, for you guys. So we're seeing Russia and all of these guys over there more lining up or trying to form alliances with commodity-rich countries 
And um, I just see an overall going from debt debt uh, based country to more or less commodity uh, producing countries or, you know, commodity more or less becoming part of the Eastern Alliance. And like, it's just going to be left with like the EU and any the dollar is just going to be left over. I think the puck is maybe going down. Like, we're going to see like an old Iron Curtain again. Now, I don't know anybody old enough that, that lived in that time. I'm not old enough to live in the Iron Curtain day. If we do see it, if we live through like the next 20, 25 years, you know, we're going to have to do something strange to get like Russian vodka or whatever. whatever. I guess it's just, um, I just see a shift going, like a power shift going that direction to like commodity uh, producing countries. That, like we're talking with Venezuela uh, uh, about like working out an oil deal, that sort of thing. What do you guys think? Well, we have to shift away from fiat money because fiat money is nothing. It's, it's an extraction of wealth or value from the populace, right? That's what it is. Value doesn't change, but the people that hold the power with the uh, fiat money is able to decapitalize you and me, right? So you get to a point where there's, there's nothing left. You've sold your entire country off to someone that actually has something. So I, I agree. I think that we, you have to go towards tangibles, right? This is why commodities are important. I see the shift between um, a lot of countries and stuff like that. So, um, All I see is a continued wealth transfer. Like right now, while everybody's clutching their ass beats about Ukraine and Russia, all the U.S. just passed $1.5 trillion bill. A lot of money going to Ukraine, a couple of billions there. Canada's talking about increasing their military budget, and so is every other fucking country. It's funny how, like, nobody went to war, nothing but drum beats, and yet the military industrial complex continues to get enriched. That's all it is, I think. You guys should watch the Spain documentary Russia. Ukraine, I mean. Sorry, say that one more time. I didn't hear you. Oliver Stone's just uh, brought out a documentary. Very good. I'll try and share it in the nest in a sec. It's kind of sad, mean, though. Ephesians has the original uh, infinite energy device perfectly made from the natural habitat of the Florida swamp. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Elaborate, please. So in the Florida swamp, God has actually gifted us the perfect energy device. A brainless eating machine grows. They call it the alligator. So what you can do is you can put a chicken on a string. And you put the alligator on some form of moving platform that allows you to generate electricity from the alligator's movements toward the chicken. And then every kilowatt or so, you have to feed the alligator the chicken. And then if you you take the swamp water and you fertilize your, your ground with it, if you have any, 
you might just have swamp. But if you have any ground, then you basically have chickens that are growing from the ground itself. So it's pretty much zero input mining. It can Ephesians uh, verify? I thought you were talking about tallow. I mean, that's That's a good point. That's what always comes to mind with Ephesians is tallow. I thought that was so cool. He's got like some tallow generations. Yeah, you could turn tallow into diesel and just burn it in a fucking generator. And you can render your tallow off the heat of your S9. Based. That's closed loop energy right there. That's all you have to do to process it is like basically liquefy it. Yeah, it's got to be under some kind of high pressure, right? Well, you don't need, you don't need a lot of pressure. You just need to grind it up and, and, and uh, heat it up for a certain period of time. And then, like, ideally, you press it to extract as much of it as possible. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. And you, you do this yourself? I do make tallow, yes. I do not mine on To be clear. Hey man, well if you figure it out, let us know. Yeah, I did mine just by cutting it up into smaller pieces. I didn't grind it super fine or anything. I didn't squeeze it out after. I just cut it up into small pieces and put it in the oven. Easy peasy. Yeah, that's what I do. But I, I want to get a press though, just so I can like uh, extract like more fat from it. Like, because you're definitely losing some if you don't. How much Bitcoin for a cow? How much Bitcoin for a cow? Uh, well, I paid, uh, let's see. No, per cow. Like, how much Bitcoin could you mine per cow off the tallow? Oh, off of the tallow? I guess it depends on what kind of cow it is, because not all cows have the same amount of fat. Um, if it was like a Wagyu cow, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it depends, like, maybe... I'm trying to think how many gallons of tallow it would be. Um, I don't know, but you could probably run like a couple of S9s for a couple of days on a cow, I would think. I don't know. I'd have to do the math on that. Regenerative agriculture. See, this is why, this is why Bitcoin mining is going to do a lot for energy, man. Just because like this kind of innovative thought for sure. Yo, I'm I'm convinced Bitcoin mining is gonna change incoming ice age. I think I like the ASICs are gonna be designed up along the along the borders, like the North Pole and shit. Just to beat back all the cold weather. But like loop around back to this uh, artificial sun that China's working on. I mean, it's like this thing burned for it was like five times hotter than than our actual sun and the thing burned for uh 17 minutes i think so it seems like they're kind of closing in are on they it in china bro this is really not good oh yeah that would be the worst do you know but what i mean project? Uh, i was hearing about something called like Staffire or starfire or something like that is that the one if you just if you just Google like China artificial sun, it'll give you it'll give you all types of articles on it. But 
yeah it was like basically they were just heating asthma just like just like the sun for like i said 17 minutes it burned it like i don't know like five times hotter than the sun it just it seems like they're closing in on it and i mean i don't want china to have it but like if we can get fusion um i mean it's like an infinite source of energy that's totally clean you know Yeah, okay, that's not the Starfire or Staffire one I was that I had heard of. This one's called EAST, um, which stands for Experimental Advanced Superconducting Tokamak. Yeah, so like the, I can't remember the name of the project, but that's probably what I was thinking of. But before before they ran their recent test, the next closest I think was in France, and they only ran they only ran three minutes maybe a couple seconds but uh yeah this china one just kind of blew it out of the wall as far as their their beta test went they got an artificial moon as well so there's that so basically the flat earthers are looking less crazy every day Yeah, if someone told if, if there was like total proof then tomorrow that the earth was flat, I would not be surprised at all. I'd be like, "Yep. All right." <laughs> no, just the, the artificial sun and moon made me think of that. That's kind of wild though. Like that to me just seems like that's a good reason why they don't have uh, magnetic engines. They don't they don't really care about that shit. They they're just trying to make the sun. Now, what I mean, Obviously, this is like the first one that we've been aware of in our existence. Like, who knows? Maybe they did this before on Mars and fucked it up. And that's why Mars is the way it is. But what are the chances that they, um, I don't know, maybe carried a one here and it fucked something up here and this is not going to go that well? Yeah, I'm not sure what like the megaton fallout would be on a failure of something like this, but. I'm sure if they scaled it up to actually run cities on it, um, it would be pretty devastating. Would it be the Big Bang, like inversion into a black hole? And then we go, I mean, it would, and then we go from where Doge is the global reserve standard, and we're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, anything, anything's possible, man. But like, if 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 say they had like a fusion reactor and the thing. The thing imploded. I mean, the thing is basically an artificial star. I mean, that's what they call it. That's what they call an art, the artificial sun. So, I mean, I, I imagine that the the damage it would cause would be a lot like an actual star imploding. You know. Well, even aside from um, you know anything going wrong, just running this thing has got to you know, have some containment issues. Like, if it's five times hotter than the sun. Are they not melting everything around? Well, there's everything. I mean, whatever container it's being built out of is going to act as a bit of a thermal battery. And maybe at this point, it can sustain 17 minutes of heat before they start to melt it down or whatever. But uh, running it continuously is going to is just going to put off so much heat that everything around it will eventually overheat, melt down. And it, it seems like maybe I'm not saying it's unsustainable, but um, maybe the limits they're running into is not maintaining the fusion reaction so much as um, not destroying the containment device. 
Yeah, haven't you seen Spider Man too? Oh, I have a theory. Okay, so let's say this thing is doing its thing and it's creating this heat. So you take this heat output and you um, transfer it through, like, let's say, copper. And then you take that energy and um, you know how they can instant cool, like, uh, liquid through copper pipe? I forget how to do it, but something like that could transfer the uh, energy from, like, a hot to a cold. And then you could just cycle cycle that yeah it would be like how they i mean this kind of what they do with current uh nuclear reactors you know there's there's a whole cooling system so i mean there obviously have to be something like that but just on steroids or i don't know maybe like a series of these plants power an area and you'd have to cycle through them and and uh do maintenance on one you know while it's down um and just kind of cycle through them to keep power up Yeah, I'll stick with magnet motors and uh, gasification and alligators. I like the alligators, man. Um, how would that work on like a on like an industrial scale? Well, it's like the only creature wouldn't really be unethical, right? Like, how much do, do alligators feel pain? I mean, oh, they probably don't feel a lot because their brain is like what the size of a peanut. If you smack uh, Hillary Clinton, does she feel pain? Both lizards, bro. Both lizards. She's a lizard person, so. But they're like they're lizards, so like I don't think they have like some like I don't think they're going to be like bothered. Like as long as they get that chicken, very very primitive emotions like they're basic like survive eat anger uh satisfaction but it's like the whole like happiness and joy i don't think that's like necessarily developed to be that advanced it's more just like satisfied yeah i think this might be what gets us banned off twitter i think where the unruggables Yeah, I don't know. It seems like animal cruelty. I'm not really into it. But for real, though, I actually am into, like, magnetic energy. I think that this is going to be a future. Magnetic energy, gasification, all sorts of stuff. I agree. I agree. I don't know if it's just that I have, like, a bias towards this, just because of my understanding of the petrodollar, but I almost, like, want to run away from any kind of energy form that's centralized in any capacity. So like something like nuclear or the, say the, the soul or sun project that they're working on in China, for example, because like, it doesn't that operate, doesn't that open us up later on for somebody else to come in and take control? Like, isn't the real, um, the only way to have energy going forward is in a decentralized capacity. And, and I mean by decentralized more so that like people can do it on their own. So essentially on your land independently, something that you yourself, like you don't have to rely fine, maybe on somebody to buy parts or something like that, but not on 
like a nuclear company or a shell, you know, like the new versions of shell. Because doesn't that open us up to a certain extent at risk? I think we'll get there. And it's like, I've been looking at like the future as like, like look at Star Wars, the Star Wars uh, universe. Like there were those like, like a Skywalker's planet. Like they were in bumfuck nowhere, but they had these like, this technology, you know what I mean? And I feel like that's kind of like where we will end up. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing, I mean, the whole thing is centralized versus decentralized. I mean, to me, it's like decentralized everything, you know? Yeah. But, and that's that's why we're in this problem is, I mean, energy and everything was decentralized. Everything was decentralized. But then, you know, governments over time have centralized everything and they're, I mean, we all know about all the WEF stuff and they're just, they're just not, they're not going to ever be satisfied until everything is under one umbrella of control. Um, but I mean, that's what, I think that's what we're all ultimately trying to s- stop or fix or, you know, prevent. Well, it's probably, you know, something in the future with the small fusion reactors per neighborhood, you know, like, um, uh, who knows how far down the road they are with this. I know that there's a lot of private companies that are working on small fusion reactors. Um, but, you know, the end goal is to have those reactors, you know, like one or two every block you know, to... <coughs> To provide electricity for and heat, I would imagine for houses and people living and stuff in smaller areas, and that way that could be funded by the people that live there rather than, um, rather than yeah, the centralization of got to go to the power grid and I mean like here like my my electricity bill, electricity and gas together it went up to six hundred and fifty bucks this past month just because just because of transmission fees, whatever, you know, and I couldn't believe it. Like I pay like $250, $300 for all of my energy. And then it goes up to like 650, 700 bucks. Like we've got to try to find that way of decentralizing it. And hopefully that fusion is the way to go. Yeah. I mean, if, I mean, I think fusion has a lot of potential, obviously, but that's the thing is there, it's going to be a battle like everything where they're going to try to put it under a monopoly, um, kind of like current energy is, you know, um, I mean, basically, I mean, I'm in North Carolina and I think it applies for the whole, the whole U S but like, you know, basically, uh, utility companies, power companies are regional monopolies. Um, so I mean, they're they're always going to try to try to have it centralized. So um, I think it has a lot of potential, but we just have to not let it get centralized. Yeah, I think uh, I think if we can get some plebs making sort of different devices that produce enough energy, and kind of proof of work, this concept. Then, uh, <clears throat> yeah, dude, it'll be the beginning of a totally new revolution, like, like unlike anything we've ever seen before. Because 
yeah, all this fud about the centralized powers and state and all this stuff. And like, yeah, they can do whatever the fuck they want to do. But at the end of the day, they're not the ones building this crazy shit. And they're like not That's the ones that run the world, the new world, you know? Welcome to Pleb City, where we only support one world currency called Bitcoin. Every morning you wake up to Peter McCormick's voice telling you what Bitcoin did last night while you were sleeping. Um, Sounds terrible, bro. I don't want to listen to that guy every morning. Yeah, I'm... Pfizer. <laughs> like Pfizer in the morning. <laughs> yeah, he I'm I'm off I'm off that wagon a while ago. Sure. That dude is super triggered right now. He is the first one that I changed the name of my account to take the piss out of him. I, I renamed myself Peter McPfizer Cuck and when it became obvious that he was literally being paid to shill the vaccine with his stupid tinfoil hat selfie and his his uh his shots of him receiving the vaccine and and then bragging about how much money he's making it's like yeah i wonder where that money's coming from meanwhile the vaccine the pharmaceutical companies have put forth the biggest propaganda slash advertising budgets um and then since march of 2020 advertising for vaccines has been the single biggest contributor to um, marketing, advertising, revenue, income. So yeah, I wonder where he's getting that money. This message is brought to you by Bitbison. Bang bang. Yeah, man, he was he was up. I'm sure you guys saw, but he was up on Twitter the other day calling you know people sci- uh, science deniers and everything. I mean, obviously talking about the vaccine, but dude, the dude denies like facts himself, and it's like, how do you, how do you do the mental gymnastics to call other people like data deniers? It's like it's like documents incriminating incriminating Pfizer, brought to you by Pfizer, <laughs> right? <laughs> They're like, this is safe and effective. Look. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I think the sun is hopefully going to set on a lot of these people as like these documents get sifted through, because um, it seems like I, I was know. sending all these documents to Peter as they were dropping, like every single tweet relating to it. He's got it in his DMs. Where you get flagged as misinformation just simply for literally posting the documents, like the official documents. No, I don't know if I was even. <laughs> showing up on people's uh, feet but i um i started stamping the tweets into like the the twitterverse so they don't they're there i, 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 I saw I it one and it disappeared i saw it a few times it's like you guys remember when like ivermectin came out and people were just like posting uh literally like what ivermectin does and it was getting flagged as like misinformation just because of like you know the the algorithm and everything I, I well, saw it a few times with the uh, with the side effects page people were posting. Well, it's like the running Bitcoin tweet, you know, with how like that thing should have millions of retweets and likes, you know. 
Yeah, I can confirm that I've gone and clicked like on that tweet, and then the next time I go look at that, uh, my like is scrubbed, and I got to do it again. And I've seen many other people post the same thing. Yeah, that's been a thing for years, like years. You get like thirty thousand likes or something like that. Yeah, that's like, bro. There's like more. It's yeah. Well, I am kind of like. I know that nobody's announced it or anything, but I'm sure there's going to be like a mass removal of bots and like bot followers. So it'd be very interesting to see like the organic followers everybody has. All my followers are based. Yeah, my follower account's going to go down by 75% if they do that. Do you also trade cryptocurrencies? I am a cryptocurrency enthusiast. Sir, can you tell me if Omnicron What's up? Sorry, you went on all, you went all reverb for a minute. I was just repeating what the bots say in my DMs. I have like DM bots. And they're out of control for sure. Staying on top of them is like a full time job. Yeah, I used to use. I used to respond to them like, "Please send Bob's and Bajine," and like that just got that was fun for like a couple of days. Then I'm too nice with them. I always like. I'm always like, "Oh well, you know they're a spammer, but you know they're probably a real person on the other end." And I'll talk to them for a minute and then be like, "All right, just ignore them." I should stop doing that Yo, altogether. Am Amish, Amish Bitcoin, he, he like sent like a like 200 bucks of food or something to like some kids in Gambia that came on the show. And then uh, that same guy uh, messaged me like a few weeks later and like gave me a similar sob story. So I was like, hmm, like it's not that he's like scamming. I just think he's like relying on Twitter to like feed his family. <laughs> I've been to yep, the Gambia really. and I can say facts like those people are so poor that you know like we i mean i was coming from the uk at the time with a bunch of british people but i mean they see us here's this white guy he must be rich and they latch on to you and they try to get they'll just follow you around all day right so if you show any form of empathy or help um towards someone like if you were to give them a couple bucks or whatever that's it they're just on you now and that, you know, don't give them your phone number. Because I had someone that I gave my phone number to in Gambia, and they would call back to my parents' house. After I'd immigrated to Canada, they would phone for years after asking for money. And, uh, and that same person that I think he was talking about, um, like I, I was talking to them on, uh, on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, same thing. Like I just wanted to, you know, where are you in there and stuff. And now... Oh man, like every day. Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? Right? They just want help. Yeah, I had one chick who she claimed she was from my hometown in like Concord, North Carolina. But then she like really she wouldn't talk about it. Like I kept asking her about, you know, landmarks and stuff and like where'd you go to school and stuff and she was just dodging. But then she started asking me for like money for groceries and yeah, it was like, it was this whole thing. It was, it was the same kind of same kind of idea. But yeah, I think there's definitely people out there that kind of just play like the uh trying to get a handout sort of thing 
Yeah, I really feel bad for some people in these third world countries that have figured out that you can get handouts on Twitter or whatever, and like it, it does work to a certain regard. I'm sure it does alleviate a certain burden, but it's not a real solution, right? It's uh, I, I think there's definitely better solutions. It sucks that we live in such a detached world, though. It's part of that value incentive problem. Yeah, I mean, like some of these countries are poor, poor, poor. Like Gambia, it's got like two million people. It's completely cut off from the rest of the world. Um, they have zero exports apart from peanuts. And <laughs> yeah, like if, if the tanker doesn't come in with fuel, like there's no fuel, and you're just sitting there, can't drive anywhere. There's lineups for gas that are like a mile long. And that was like 20 years ago, not even going through anything, you know, like what we're going through in the world now. So like these people are so poor. Yeah. He was saying that their country was getting locked down COVID or whatever. And it's just basically the country going full authoritarian. And like, he was escaping to the bush. Of siblings. So I was like, Holy crap, that's rough. <laughs> I always wonder how much of those people like that, you know, try to run that scam or like, are, are they on like a farm, you know, like real people on a farm, but like they basically have a pimp and like you, uh, you know, you give them money and they have to give it to the pimp and stuff, even though they themselves or their families like need it. And then they just get like a, a tiny ass little, you know, um, indentured servant kind of payout from it. Oh no, probably speculation, but I could see that happening. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Those there's a lot of countries out there that have things rough right now. Um, I personally have an opinion that it's going to balkanize in the West here, and if people don't have strong communities, they're going to see a similar result. And uh, the power is going to shift to the East. The first world will be in the East, and the West is going to definitely see a fall. I think so anyway, in the next like three to five years. Yeah, I agree. I, I think there's going to be a huge power shift. Like we were kind of talking about earlier where there's going to be like a, like an Eastern Alliance that sort of becomes like the, the main, uh, superpower group. Like Russia's on sale right now. Yeah. It's either going to be that or like, you know, the West is going to make a comeback or, you know, Bitcoin is going to totally win and just like decentralize everything. And we're going to have like actual, a, actual free market kind of world. I think that's going to be forced on the West to a certain extent. I think that's going to be like, there's not going to be other options. People aren't going to have any other way to sustain themselves. Yeah. I think Bitcoin is, it's, it's to me, it's always a, it's always a grassroots thing i mean i tweet about it sometimes but i'm always like i don't get people who get all psyched about like banks and and uh nation states and financial institutions like stacking all these coins and stuff it's like all right it kind of helps with adoption but you're putting you're putting it you're putting the shit into the hands of the people that we're trying to fight against that caused all this shit so i really think that like the way to do it is you know, just individual plebs and stuff get it to where eventually there's an inflection point and and then like all the uh, 
all the centralized powers have to fight over the scraps and by then it'll just be too late. Yeah, yeah, that's where it's going. Well, guys, I'm going to wrap this episode up, I think. I don't know if there's anything else. Um, you guys are awesome. Cheers, yeah, brother. Appreciate the invite. Thanks, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for all the information, guys. Have a great day. Peace all out, right, y'all. Thanks for everyone's contributions. Have a great day. Thank <laughs> you.